Hello, everybody, and happy Saturday, April 27th. I am Kyle from the Burgundy Zone. Unfortunately, today I'll be going solo for right now. Um, We have a whole bunch to get into. Not only is it my birthday, but we have been gifted, gifted the blessing of the NFL draft and what a draft it has been thus far. Uh, Today being Saturday, we're on the third day, so today is rounds four through seven. So before we get into the possibilities of what's going to be coming today at 12 o'clock and beyond, let's start talking a recap of the draft so far, and it has been a fun one to say the least. So the biggest question coming into the draft this year was, what was going to happen with Kyler Murray? Were the Arizona Cardinals going to take him? Were the Cardinals going to trade Rosen away? Were they going to keep Rosen? Was this all a smokescreen? Were they going to build their team and take Joey Bosa number one? Well, what ended up happening is the Cardinals made a colossal failure of this entire situation. They lost all leverage of Kyler Murray not trading Josh Rosen before the draft. So what happens is, they draft Kyler Murray, everyone knows they have to get rid of Josh Rosen now, so they don't have to give up shit for him. I could guarantee you, if they they would have gotten more than just a single second round pick from the Miami Dolphins, if they would have done the trade weeks ago. They screwed it up completely, all they got was a second round pick, so now Miami Dolphins are starting up, they're developing their organization, and now they have a franchise quarterback at the helm. Good for the Dolphins, but more importantly, Kyler Murray to the Cardinals is huge. I know everyone's talking about what Kyler Murray means to this offense and his link with Cliff Kingsbury. That means nothing to me. Just think about this for a second. Think about Kyler Murray and David Johnson together. Think about that backfield. Holy hell. If Kyler Murray can stay healthy, sitting there at 5'10", 207 pounds, it's going to be hard for him to do that. But imagine those guys together. We don't know how long David Johnson is going to be staying around for after he just signed his contract. But think about upcoming year. That, that's a pretty good, healthy unit to begin with. And Larry Fitzgerald at the end of his career. So... The Cardinals, I thought, made a slam dunk move. They did what they needed to do. It's what everyone thought they were going to do um, and going to get Kyler Murray. Now, the number two spot, it was kind of a uh, controversy with Nick Bosa deleting all of his pro-Trump tweets. Um, Big MAGA guy got into it. It said called Colin Kaepernick a clown that he's now re uh, admitted that he was dumb at the time for saying and he's apologized for it. Uh, he said, like, Beyonce's music's terrible, Black Panther was a bad movie. He just said a bunch of really weird things uh, that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Beyonce's music, but I'm not going to say she sucks. Uh, you know, it's just not the type of music that I listen to and I enjoy. So it is what it is. Um, but so the 49ers automatically have one of the best defensive line units after going and getting Nick Bosa. They have Nick Bosa at one end. They have Solomon at the other, at the other. And with three other guys sitting there behind them, they have built a foundation for this, this 49ers team. They are looking incredibly good right now on paper. Um, and with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back healthy, hopefully he could stay healthy. But my goodness, that defense up front, and you look back to what the Seahawks were able to do back when Russell Wilson was a rookie, their defensive line was phenomenal. 
caused wreaked havoc. And you can even look at Josh Norman back at Carolina. The secondary looks much better if your defensive line is stout. If your defensive line is dominant, you can really benefit your secondary. And that is what I really believe the 49ers are doing. They need help in the secondary. But my goodness, that front seven is looking good. And speaking of the 49ers... The Redskins, Reuben Foster, my friend. No suspension, coming back healthy. My goodness, wow. I can't, Imagine him on this 49ers defense with that front seven. They would be legit. But the Redskins were gifted. Reuben Foster, one, one need taken off the uh, table for the Redskins, which is phenomenal. But with Nick Bosa going to the 49ers... Their defensive line unit is one of the best in the league at this point right now. They have a whole bunch of guys up front that can penetrate and get after the quarterback and not only completely stopping the run. Nick Bosa can line up anywhere, outside, inside. He can move all over the formation. He's very good at picking up blocks, standing up blockers, clogging up the run lanes. He is incredibly good in adding to this already weaponized defensive line. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch from years on out. Um, and so let's go to number three pick, the New York Jets. A lot of talk was going on pre-draft on the Jets were going to trade out of that spot. Somebody was going to jump up to come get Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Drones, Drew Locke. Nobody knew what they were going to do there. They end up taking one of the best defensive linemen in this draft. I know it's it can be argued, but Quinnen Williams from Alabama goes to the Jets at three, which is huge. The Jets have lost a lot of their defensive line that they've drafted, and that were superstars, you could say. Um, go as far back as Sheldon Richardson. They lost. Muhammad Wilkerson is no longer there. So their defensive line needs to get better, and they have addressed that need right now and look that Jets defense they're gonna need to be good in that division think about that division you have Tom Brady obviously with the New England Patriots but now every single team in that division has a rookie uh, a second year quarterback you got Josh Allen you got Josh Rosen my goodness they are going to be a legit division, and they have to have a good up front. They have to be able to get after the passer, and being able to clog up run games is going to help their teams out. So the Jets, with Adam Gase there as a rookie, as a rookie coach, this is really going to benefit them going forward. They're awesome. They're going to be good. I cannot wait to watch this happen. Now, number four, the Raiders. This was a surprise pick. Nobody saw this coming. This wasn't a a name that was talked about for months and weeks and days before the draft. The Raiders went up and got the Clemson defensive end, Clellan Farrell. A guy that I have been screaming about that I thought was actually a solid pick at five for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just felt like he was a perfect gel fit with the Buccaneers. And he is phenomenal. Do you, you guys remember what he did in that national championship game against... A guy that we're going to be talking about here in the next couple minutes in Jonah Williams. He completely eviscerated. I mean, he disrespected Jonah Williams on a national scale on the, at the national championship game. Ran him over like he was an 18-wheeler going against a Prius. Just threw him on his back like he was nothing. And Clarence Farrell has that ability. Now, can you get the coaches around him? The intense coaches. A guy like Minuski in a way you could say. Can you get a guy like that under Clinton Farrell, let him develop and become good? I think this can be one of the best picks in the draft. And I'm, I know we're just getting into the first round here, but I'm going to have to say, 
the Raiders have done a phenomenal job with their draft so far. Everyone's going to talk about how they went and got Cleveland Farrell uh, when they already had Khalil Mack. I get it. But you also have to understand, they got Cleveland Farrell and Josh Jacobs. They got Cleveland Farrell and a safety out of it. John Gruden is a genius for moving Khalil Mack when he did. This is something the Steelers missed out on. This is something that teams in like the Redskins have missed out on with Kirk Cousins. When they're at the top of their game, I know everyone's going to call you dumb. Everyone's going to call you stupid for moving them. But this is when their stock is the highest and you could get most in return when you are a hurting franchise in a lot of areas of your football team. You have to make sacrifices to make the team better. And credit to John Gruden because they got one of the best safeties in this class. They got one of the best rushers in this class. And they have the best running back in this class. Good for them. Good for John Gruden. Mike Mayock. The Raiders have done a phenomenal job this first round. We're going to get into it more. But one of the best picks so far, I have to say, is Devin White out of LSU going to the Buccaneers. They lost Quan Alexander. One of the better middle linebackers, young middle linebackers of this league, coming off of an ACL injury last year. Devin White is a phenomenal football player. They plug right back in in a, in a position that wasn't a need over years past, in the middle linebacker position for the Bucks. They Losing Quan Alexander now makes it a need, and they immediately got the best option at that position at number five, Bruce Arians. All up in his golf cart, rolling up the practice, is now even more excited now that he has the best linebacker in this entire class, Devin White. He is all over the football field. He is a lightning rod. He can clog the hole. can get after the passer if need be. And I know Bruce Arians is going to be calling up those those uh, blitzes that get that done. Now, this is the next pick that we're going to get into is probably the most head-scratching picks. And uh, everyone has made fun of them already for it. But we have to get into it. The New York Giants. At number 6, take Daniel Jones, the quarterback from Duke. Look, I don't want to kill the kid. A lot of people have talked about his arm strength, have have really gone after this kid saying he's not very good. And his stats don't really back it up. Um, You go back to his last couple games at Duke, and he just was not playing well. Turning over the football a lot. But there's a connection. Why Why would the Giants... At number six, take Daniel Jones, a quarterback that nobody knows, everyone knows is good, is not good, because Daniel Jones is linked with the Mannings. He's linked with the Mannings coaches, the ex-coaches. This is the connection here. This is how the, the Giants do things. When they when they let go of Coughlin, who did they hire? They hired his next guy in line. This is what they do. They do this all the time. They they keep within house and they keep things moving. And Manning. If he's going to get forced out, he's going to do it on his own terms. And I would love, uh, I would imagine that he's saying, I want my lookalike to be drafted by us. But the biggest head-scratching thing about this with the Dave Guttman and general manager aspect to it is, last year, the Giants overlooked Sam Darnold, drafted Saquon Barkley. Then this year, the number six pick, they draft Daniel Jones. What are you doing? I, I, Saquon Barkley is one hell of a talent. He is going to be the one of the best football players in the NFL for many years. That guy is a freak of nature. I completely understand and I get it. But why would you pass up on Sam Darnold, who is tenfold times better? 
than Daniel Jones. Imagine this. Let me put this in perspective. Imagine if last year the Giants go and draft Sam Darnold. They don't have Saquon. They're back in the same exact spot that they are now because obviously Saquon didn't do all that much for him. They go get Josh Allen, the pass rusher. That already has made the Giants better than what they have done over the past two years with Saquon Barkley and and, uh, Daniel Jones. I'm going to say that right now. And they don't have Odell. And they don't have Landon Collins. They are a dumpster fire, and I'm glad to see it. Um, Next, a guy I just talked about, Josh Allen, falling to the Jaguars at 7. Huge pick for them. They are continuing to put ammunition into the chamber and the revolver. They keep spinning that puppy and just playing Russian roulette. They have exactly what they need in the arsenal. Good for them. One of the best pass rushers of this draft. And good for them because they need it down in that division. Going against Deshaun Watson. Going against Marcus Mariota. Going against Andrew Luck. They are going to need that even more. And they just got that out of Jonathan Allen. He is a phenomenal pass rusher. Next is TJ Hawkinson. uh, One ugly son of a gun. Um, But he got drafted by the Detroit Lions at 8. Which everyone had TJ Hawkinson going in in the top 10. Which made a lot of sense. Phenomenal run blocker. Can move down the field, run routes, catch the ball, and is a silly red zone target. So Matt Patricia goes and he gets his Rob Gronkowski there in Detroit. And uh, Matt Stafford now has one of the better tight end weapons. Look out for him in fantasy next year. He could really blow up. And then arguably, possibly, one of the best defensive tackles in the league going at number 9 and Ed Oliver out of Houston. He's a smaller guy. He's been really linked with about Aaron Darnold. I don't really think that. He has his own way. I want him to put on weight. He is very fast and very strong. Buffalo knows the defensive tackles. And hopefully he pans out better than Marcel Darius did. That's for sure. Uh, the first trade of the draft happened in this next pick is Devin Bush um, with the Steelers. He did phenomenal. I'm not going to go down every list from here on out. But first thing I want to do is I want to go into the Redskins. Before the Redskins, before the draft, it was talked about so much uh, how the what the Redskins were going to do. It was about Josh Rosen trading for Rosen. Then out of nowhere, we started hearing all of these things. Oh, the Redskins want Daniel Jones. Oh no, the Redskins want Dwayne Haskins. Well, the best thing possible happened. The Redskins got Dwayne Haskins at fifteen. They didn't have to trade up. That was my biggest issue. Going into this draft was, do not trade multiple picks to move up for Dwayne Haskins. Do not do it. We saw what happened in 2012. And look, it's not RG3's fault. When his legs went out, he wasn't the type of quarterback that could carry a team on his back. He needed help. and But because of how many draft picks they had to give away to go get RG3, when his legs weren't working anymore and he had to sit in the pocket he needed help, there wasn't any to give him. They had nothing because of what they had to give up for him. So, I did not want that again happening in this draft. This team is starting to really build something on defense, and I just did not want to see the Redskins to cut their nose off, despite their face, for this quarterback, with it derailing an entire movement that's going on. They're making a dominant team. I'm going to tell you that right now. This team is going to be dominant, especially on defense. I would like to see them do some offensive line in the draft, but... Going to get Dwayne Haskins, a bigger guy. He reminds me a lot of Big Ben. So I've watched a couple of his games, and the way that he could shed um, shed tacklers, continue to move the ball outside the pocket, look, keep his eyes downfield, and then find the open guy. 
He reminds me a lot of Big Ben. And that is really intriguing to me. He's a big body frame, big kid, solid arm. It's just his release, his wind-up is long. That can get corrected, but also it's not the end-all, be-all. Look at guys like Phillip Rivers. Look at guys like Jameis Winston. Look, they're not the best thing in the world. They're not. They're not Tom Brady. They're not Peyton Manning. But results can come from it. It's not end-all, be-all that he's terrible because he has a long um, release. It's going to be fine. It can be corrected. That's the biggest knock on him. Besides that, he doesn't have much experience, which is fine. The NFL is a different level altogether. I don't want you getting acclimated or getting used to the speed of the college game. That doesn't matter. It's going to be fast in the NFL regardless. It's the same speed if you were six years in college or if you didn't go to college at all, you just came straight to the NFL. It's the same speed. You just got to get used to it. And playing at Ohio State where there's nothing but speed, I would imagine Dwayne Haskins is going to be welcomed with that. Um, The next thing that I wanted to get into about the first round, one of the biggest things I thought that the Redskins won the first round besides the Raiders. The Redskins leapfrogged the Raiders to trade back into the first round. Nobody really, everyone was talking pre-draft about the Redskins trading up into the top 10 to get Dwayne Haskins. No, no, no. They were planning on trading up to get another guy. And what they got was Montez Sweat, who got missed, I'm putting quotation marks here, misdiagnosed with a heart problem that could possibly end his life on the football field, if it is true. But he he said he's being misdiagnosed. There's a doctor down in Houston saying, no, he's good. You don't know who to trust. I just hope that the Redskins did their due diligence and to really find out if this kid, if his heart condition is really that bad. Um, I know that a lot of people tagged me in the video of Montez Sweat when he got drafted, and it's really weird. Uh, Maybe, I'm not, his sexual orientation, I really do not give a shit about. I really don't care. As long as you sack quarterbacks, dude, that's all I care about. And I know that everyone's going up in arms about it. Who cares if he is or not? He That's one hell of a pass rusher. And Montez Sweat, you could make an argument, is the best pass rusher in this draft. This guy played in the SEC at Mississippi State, going against big guys all the time, every week. Going against the best that this nation has to offer at the co- at the collegiate level, and he was whooping ass. He is legit in the Redskins. We were all saying, everyone, at 15 when they let Brian Burns go, when they let Montez Sweat go, we're sitting here saying, what are you doing? We know we need a quarterback, but Rosen's still there. We know Rosen's on the block. Then they traded and get Montez Sweat late in the first round. My goodness, that's two needs that the Redskins needed. One, Dwayne Haskins being, the Redskins had no future at the quarterback position coming into this draft. They didn't. You you know Alex Smith is maybe a year away from retiring. Cole McCoy just got his third procedure done in his leg. You know he's not going to be ready. Who else you got? Case Keenum? Case Keenum's 31. Or 33 or something like that. He's going to be done soon. He's going to be completely done soon. You have no future at that position. Drafting Dwayne Haskins in the first round. Getting that fifth year option available for you is huge. They now have future at that position. Now, they don't have, they didn't have future at the position for the pass rusher. Ryan Kerrigan is 30, guys. He's up there. He's going to be done soon. He, he's not a speed rusher by any means. They, lo- they lost Preston Smith to the Green Bay Packers, which I'm not sad about. I'm not going to lie to you guys. 
Preston was a very good run defender. He had a couple good games, and his career was based on that. He had a lot of chances to get things done, and it didn't happen. The Redskins replace him with Montez Sweat, who is so much better than Preston Smith. I can't even explain it. I can't even put it into words. I can't. He is phenomenal. He can use his hands. He has great bend and speed. He is one phenomenal athlete right there. Next thing I want to talk about is what happened yesterday in the draft in the the third round. Redskins didn't have a third rounder after they had our second rounder after they had traded up into the first game Montez Sweat, which I'm completely okay with. I'm completely okay with Sweat being considered a second rounder because, holy crap, that's one hell of a second rounder to have two players, two starters immediately. So now the third round comes around. The Redskins went and got Terry McLaurin. This, if you don't know who he is, he's an Ohio State wide receiver. He is who I quote Urban Meyer of saying he has stolen the best player I've ever coached, that title. He, I've watched a couple of his videos. Incredibly fast guy. I mean, he is blazing fast. But he's a captain. But also, think about this. This is the number one wide receiver on Ohio State. And he was their gunner on special teams. Think about that. Think about the kind of balls. Think about the kind of person that... How many starting wide receivers do you see as the starting gunners on special teams? You don't. That's This guy is a different breed. He... Listening to him talk and how players younger than him talk about how he helped me more than anyone else. And... Talking about how Brian Hartline, the wide receiver coach of Ohio State, was saying Terry McLaurin was a huge asset to me with helping me getting into this coaching aspect of my life. He helped us so much. Sophomore wide receiver saying uh, he he's taught me everything I know. Terry McLaurin is going to be the best player in this draft for the Redskins at a huge position of need. They lost Jameson Crowder in the offseason. Josh Doxson is not who they thought that they drafted in the first round. He still has to prove himself. Um, Paul Richardson coming off of an injury. Quinn coming off of an injury. This is one hell of a pick by the Redskins. Not only on a talent level, just based on what Terry can do and on their need of a wide receiver in this draft. Yes, that's all well and good. Look at the other aspect of it, the human aspect of it. They just got a phenomenal football player, but in an even better person. That is what the Redskins needed in this organization, is a culture change in a player's point of view. Think about DJ Swearinger, who is out, saying whatever he could to put Greg Minuski, throw Greg Minuski under the bus. Doing everything possible. We've had players come through here just treating everyone like shit. Terry McLaurin is exactly what you want out of a player. If you're going to stand on the table for a player as a scout, it's Terry. That's that kind of player. That's him. And the Redskins went and got him in the third round at a position of need. And not only at a position of need. Not only in needing leadership in the offense, in offensively speaking. They got Dwayne Haskins' former teammate at Ohio State. A guy that he's used to throwing to. So right away, Dwayne Haskins has a familiar face. Right away, 
They know exactly what each other wants to do. They can put in plays. They can help Jay Gruden script up plays. This is one hell of a pick by the Redskins, and kudos to them because they absolutely killed it this draft. I think it's between them and the Raiders for who won so far. I thought they have done their due diligence. They have shown patience, and they've showed reluctance in a lot of ways because they were able to, they were reluctant to trade up picks, and that's it's. Ha- I'm I'm happy to see that because at least they understand. And they got over their faults from 2012. It wasn't like they thought to themselves, oh, you know, just bad luck with RG3. I'm glad that they realized, okay, we probably can't make that mistake again because it's going to put us another four years behind the eight ball. And we are in a bad spot with the fans here. So, you know what? Let's wait. Let's see if he falls to us. If not, we'll go trade for Rosen. And I loved that from the Redskins. They learned from their mistakes, which is something that, has plagued Dan Snyder throughout his career. He continued to do things the way trade going up and signing big-name guys for lots of money, and nothing good was coming out of it. I'm really happy the Redskins have had this draft so far. Now they have two-fourths. They have one-fifth, two-sixths, and two-sevenths. Or two-fourths, two-fifths, one-sixth, and two-sevenths. So now is when they can start going after safety. I Deontay Thompson is still available. He's from Alabama. Plugging him in right next to the other Alabama, Landon Collins. And because we also don't know, as Redskins fans, we don't know what's going to go on. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we don't know what's going to go on with Monte Nicholson. We don't know if he's going to be suspended. We're expecting that he is. So they, even though, even let's just say Monte was going to be back week one. I still say they need um, safety depth. And Deontay Thompson, Amani Hooker, th- these guys can come in and help right away, especially given the fact Deontay Thompson is from Alabama. Also, the best playmaker I would say so far that is left so far is Hakeem Butler, the wide receiver at Ohio, um, Iowa State. I think the Redskins need to go get him. They have the opportunity to do so. Also, a guy that I would really be intrigued to see on the Redskins and put in the burgundy and gold. Riley Ridley out of Georgia. Ridley, uh, Atlanta Falcons um, rookie wide receiver last year. His brother. I would love to see him in burgundy and gold. But also, I I wouldn't mind seeing Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the secondary guy out of Florida. I say secondary because he is listed as a safety and a corner. So he could play either. Um, And so that is the type of guy I would like also really like to see the Redskins be able to get to because with all the injuries the Redskins have had over the past couple of years, you have to be ready for whatever. And I'm a huge proponent of versatility. And I think versatility is key defensively to be able to clog up issues and needs um, by having versatile players that can move all over the field and can play multiple positions. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could possibly do that for you. Um, but let's see how it shapes out. The Redskins have two picks here in the fourth round. I think the first is the 12th in the fourth round. So that's going to start here in about four minutes. Hopefully the Redskins can really upgrade. I need the O-line addressed. I need two picks for the O-line today. And I want them to be good picks. I want them to be high picks here. I don't want a sixth and seventh rounder in interior offensive line. No, that's not going to help us. We've seen that boat. We've seen that come, that cruise. I've already been on that cruise. I've already attended that party. I've already been to that buffet. I don't want to go to that restaurant again. 
go higher up. I want to go to the four-star restaurant. I don't need a five-star restaurant. I need a dog. I need someone who's going to put a steak on my plate, give me some A1 sauce with some extra seasoning, and medium rare. Get me that. That's what I need. Please, Redskins, do that for me today. The offensive line is a huge need. And if I have to go into this season knowing that Eric Flowers is our starting left guard, I'm going to be distraught. Even though of all these great moves that you've made so far, Redskins, if you do not address the offensive line within one of the first two picks in the fourth round, I'm going to be pissed. They're going to do themselves a huge disservice by not going to get one of those guys. They have to, right away. A lot of a lot of offensive linemen have fallen off the board so far. I know there's a lot of depth in this in this draft at the offensive line position. I just cannot sit here and allow it to continue to go on. Like Drew Samia at Oklahoma, I would love to see him come down to the Redskins. Big boy that can move all over. And obviously at Oklahoma, they have that kind of shotgun, kind of gun system, air out system that would work well here in Washington, which means he's a good pass blocker. He can pull, and the the, the way that they run their plays are really unique in a way, um, Ohio State in a way. So I think it would be an easy transition for him to be able to play for the Redskins and uh, hopefully walk in right away. Also, why not go ahead and go get Michael Jordan, the guard out of Ohio State? I mean, look, let's just build up our let's just build the Redskins with Ohio State Buckeyes and Alabama Crimson Tide players. Go get Michael Jordan, the guard at Ohio State. Get a familiar face around that offense. Let's go have some fun. If you're going to make everyone friends on defense, they all know each other from the same college, why not do it on offense? doesn't hurt anybody. I would love to see Michael Jordan there. Also, Lamont uh, Gaylord out of Georgia. Um, I would love to see down in SEC country where he's going against the best defensive lineman that the country has to offer. I would love to see Lamont Gillard as well at the top four um, in the fourth round. Get me one of those guys, please. Just get me one of them. Each one, I've listed you a case as to why it makes sense. Just go get me one of them. One of them. Please. We've lost Ty and Secchi. We still haven't re-signed Brandon Sheriff, which is one of my goals of the offseason. It needs to get done. We don't know what's going to happen with the offensive line. Of how many issues that has come around with the offensive line over the past couple of years with injuries. I know Trent Williams has stayed healthy for the majority of his career, but up until two two seasons ago, which is first surgery he's ever had, he's been kind of he's been injury prone. He's almost been Jordan Reed like. Look, he's he's dealt with them. He's played through. He is a goddamn monster. But we have to start being realistic and gearing for depth and gearing for emergency situations. We cannot just keep picking guys up from giant bag claim guys saying, oh yeah, come up, we need you to play guard. No, we need to start investing high-value draft picks that actually pan out. No more Ari Quanjos. Please. Tired of it. Please. And I really need Bill Callahan to start having a voice. I'm not sure if he's had a voice in these guys in previous years, but my goodness, they haven't panned out, and this needs to get done in the interior offensive line, everyone looks past it, and also, besides offensive line, besides safety, I think we all can agree that the Redskins need to target a corner, and I am a big advocate for Josh Norman restructuring his deal, 
Josh Norman is a very good corner. He's the best corner I would say the Redskins have to offer right now. And it's that's not much, me saying that. He's getting paid too much money. He hasn't lived up to what he was signed for, which is a normal and constant thing that the Redskins deal with. But he's been a leader uh, in some aspects. But he needs to be a leader in this instance. He needs to restructure his deal. Give the Redskins more cap. Let them extend Brandon Sheriff. If you want to stay here, you want to be a part of this great defense at the building, or if you want... Uh, look, I know it's, it's tough to tell guys to take less money. This is their lives. you know. I understand. I'm just thinking about it from the football aspect, from wanting to see the Redskins win. I would like to see Josh Norman take less money, given the fact of the current financial situation that they're in. With Alex Smith's contract, with having to extend Brandon Sheriff, I think that this is a huge need uh, that they need to get away uh, up and up and done with. I'm tired of Josh Norman, to be perfectly honest with you. It's all talk and no play. How, how are you going to come at the fans and say y'all don't show up for us? We look, we come down to Carolina and they're and they're uh, they're all representing us more than we they do in D.C. And then you come out with the worst game of your season the next week. You lost four straight after that. How are you going to come out to the fan base with that shit, dude? How are you going to do that? And I'm glad it happened. I'm glad we lost four. I'm not glad. I shouldn't say that. I'm just trying to prove a point. But all I'm trying to say is, Josh, I'm going to keep your goddamn mouth shut. Stop coming after the fans. Maybe start showing up. Maybe when we call out, when, when everyone notices you have a terrible game against the Chargers two seasons ago, you don't come out and start blaming everyone. Take it on the chin. You played like shit. You weren't good. You haven't played well. Don't come at the fans because you're pissed that the fans don't show up at D.C. like they do in other away arenas. You know why they come way to away arenas? Because they don't get to see the Redskins very much. Do you know why fans don't show up in D.C.? Because they get to go to games all the time. And y'all suck. Y'all have sucked at home. We've been terrible at home. That's why nobody wants to go. So when you go to away games, people don't get to see the Redskins very often. So you know what they do? I'm going to go see the Redskins. I only get to see them once every three years. That's why, douche. So stop calling out the fan base. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Your head's so far up your ass, every time you burp, your piece of hair comes out. God damn. Sorry, I, I can't stand Josh Norman. He's such a baby. Um, all right. The draft is about to start. Sorry, this is uh, sorry about my uh, Josh Norman ran. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but it, it is what it is. The Redskins have a bunch of picks in this draft. They have, in my opinion, this is not a homer pick. I just really feel like they have won the draft so far. The way they were to move around, all given based on the fact that Montez Sweat is 100% healthy. That he's not going to die on the football field. I pray, knock on wood, I pray that doesn't happen. But I hope that he is good. And if he is, the Redskins have won the draft so far. So, list of needs. I need the Redskins to address the safety position. Offensive line in the fourth round. Then... Let's start mixing in some corner, offensive line, linebacker, possible wide receiver as well in the fifth, um, and then the sixth and seventh. Let's get some depth here. I'm thinking corner, safety, linebacker. Let's start getting these these depths taken care of in the sixth and seventh round with four picks in, in, with between the two. I really want to see that happen badly. 
Um, all right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Let me know what you think. Uh, the draft is now opened on Saturday here. It is April 27th, so the fourth round is now open. The Arizona Cardinals, I'm sure, have made their pick, which I can't see here yet. I'm going to go to right now, actually. But hopefully they make their pick right now so we can start getting this ball rolling because I want to know what the Redskins are going to do. And uh, it's probably going to piss me off, to be perfectly honest. Uh, also, today's my birthday. Going to see the Nats game. Got my Nats jersey on that my wife got me. Thank you very much, babe. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And hopefully, while I'm at this Nats game today at 4 o'clock, I will not be pissed. Um, so shoot us a thing on Facebook. Shoot us a comment, a message. Let us know what you think. Tell us what we need to do better on. If you want to call in, let us know, dude. You guys are more than welcome to call in. We'll host you guys. I don't care. Come over by the house and come hang out and talk sports. I don't care. Woo! All right, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Um, hopefully, I'll get to see you. Have a drink with me and celebrate the birthday. And uh, me and Mike will come out with a... We'll probably come out with an emergency podcast either uh, Monday or Wednesday going over the draft um, and at what position the Redskins are in now. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'll see you guys very soon. Redskins football. Woo!